Hello, and welcome to Fantastic Comic Fan, a short-form comic book podcast where my goal is to help you find that next fantastic read or discover an old favorite. I cover comics from the golden age to now, indies, and Kickstarter campaigns. You never know what I might cover, but you will know where to find fantastic comics to read at the end of each episode. It's Monday, September 19, 2022, in episode 69 of the podcast. Next week, I will be celebrating the first anniversary of the podcast. Since fans and publishers have a thing with numbering, 25, 50, 100, and sometimes there are some really wonky ways of figuring out those numbers since most publishers long ago abandoned legacy numbering. Well, no wonky math here. Next week, the 75th episode will be the first anniversary episode also. And I have a special guest lined up who hasn't guested on this podcast before. I was very excited to get him. And nope, I'm not going to say who. You're just going to have to wait till next week. As I mentioned before, in June, I started a new job. And that significantly cut back on what I can do in my personal life and with the podcast. It's taken me a while to get caught up. I have had some guests taped and it's taken me a while. And this time around, I've got somebody I've been trying to get on for a long time. That is Brandon Prosek. Now, y'all know I love bringing indie creators onto the podcast, especially for fantastic projects like Brandon's Tripping Through Trying. It's a trippy, time-traveling tale where Rodney must grapple with dire consequences with himself from the future, who appears to the past Rodney asking for help. Together, they have to try to change time and save lives. The silly story is in the tone of Rick and Morty or Everything Everywhere All at Once. I loved the comic book. I cannot say enough great things about the standalone tale. It's another great pick for readers looking for something outside the long box. And I hope you enjoyed having Brandon on as the guest. So, there is a link tree in the show notes allowing you easy access to the comic podcast. You can find social media, all the platforms you can listen to the podcast. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want this podcast to grow and to continue to introduce readers to a different way of covering and enjoying comic books. Now, thanks for listening and on to today's show. Welcome back to the Fantastic Comic Fan Podcast. Today, I am happy to bring on a first-time guest. His name is Brandon Prosek, and he recently released a graphic novel called Tripping Through Time. But before we talk about that, I usually ask my listeners, Brandon, their uh, introduction to comic books. So what's your origin story on comic books? How'd you get started? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on the podcast. Glad to be here. My origin story, so I grew up in the 90s. And so I think like a lot of 90s kids that that was like kind of like the golden era for superhero animated television uh, with like the X-Men, the animated series, Batman, Superman. So like the, those were the kind of like my first like introduction. And then as I started getting older, just like, oh, wait, these are, you know, these come from comic books and slowly started like diving into the world. And, and I'll admit, like it took a little bit longer for me to go into the comic books because I knew they'd already been running for you know, at the, at the nineties at that point for what, like 
60 to 80 years, depending on the character. Yes. And I'm like, I, and I'm like, am I ever going to be able to catch up? You know, it felt too daunting, you know, like when someone says they want to get into Star Trek, it's like, that's going to take forever, you know? <laughs> yeah. And or so it took me some time to realize that there are some different gateways and like, you know, certain writers you can follow or storylines or like different access points. Like I, I finally, like, as I got older, realized it's not one giant continuity for everything. No, no. It used to be kind of like that, but not so much anymore. For sure. So tell us a little bit about your Tripping Through Time, a silly sci-fi standalone comic. Sure. So yeah, Tripping Through Time, this script and story has kind of taken a, a number of iterations. So I originally wrote it years ago as a short film script that I was hoping to film because I come from a film background as well. And then I realized like uh, like a year or so, like this is around 2017, I actually did a play production where it was four uh, short plays that were sci-fi. And I realized that this could work as a play. And so I did a play version of it. And then it was just like this last year that I've, I've just loved the story. And it's it's gotten into, the script has gotten into like some festivals and some contests and so forth. And so I realized that I think it could work in the comic medium as well. And I kind of liked the idea of, I have like series ideas for comics, but I, I like the idea of just like a one-off, you know, it's, it's it, it, the entire story is right here. It's a beginning, middle and end. And, and so then that's where I started finding like an artist and everything. Cause I, I'm just a writer myself and like more of the production side. Uh, but I, 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 I'm unfortunately not talented enough to do the artwork. <laughs> and so that's where, yeah, the, the end of end of 2021, I found uh, an artist and we were putting it together kind of end of the year to beginning of 2022. And then, yeah, just uh, got it all wrapped and released in uh, April of 2022. So this is your first comic book, correct? Uh, I actually did one other comic before this, but this is like my first that like I wrote completely on my own and, and I actually, you know, funded it as far as like through my production company paying for the artist that, you know, I was able to pay the artist on a work for hire rate that we agreed upon. I did one comic book prior, which uh, you can also find on Amazon. It's called Flintlocked. Um, that's a pirate story. Um, that I used to work on with uh, an old collaborator uh, who we both co-wrote it and, and he did the art for that. And we kind of worked on that together. Finished just one issue. We wrote plenty of others, but uh, our, our we decided to just kind of part ways on, on some other projects and things. But Tripping Through Time is like the first one that, yeah, I wrote entirely on my own, you know, found the artist, funded it. And then now, I'm, and, you know, through the self-publishing trying to get it out there uh, any way I can to people. So what do you do outside of comic books? What's your life like? Yeah, so I, <laughs> a lot. I, uh, I've actually recently been reducing because I was juggling too many things. I, I, I love writing, obviously. So, and, and that's in various mediums from like film, television, plays. I've written and produced play productions. 
And then for a while I wrote, uh, I, I would perform stand-up comedy as well in the Chicagoland area um, and produce shows. Do you still do stand-up comedy? Uh, so I just recently went on a little bit of a hiatus because I'm trying to focus back on my writing career, getting some uh, movie and TV scripts, you know, try to get those into some competitions and, you know, maybe try to find some form of representation. But if the right opportunity comes along, I'm, I'm definitely up for performing again. And, and I will again someday. But this year, just this last it was just this last month or so, I realized I was like, ah, I think I'm juggling too many plates at once and I'm eventually going to drop something. <laughs> <laughs> so entertainment buffet, the entity that you created, but you also have a YouTube channel. What's that all about? Sure. So yeah, entertainment buffet is, uh, my production company. It's actually, you know, an official LLC and everything created it years ago when I was in college, uh, as a channel to, uh, collaborate with others to put out short films, web shows, comedy sketches, all that kind of stuff. And then over the years, it's it's kind of taken different iterations from using it to produce my play productions. Uh, I've produced stand-up comedy shows. And then during the pandemic, we kind of had a, some of our, a couple of our videos blow up a little bit. And so I opened it up that various creators can submit their content to be on the channel. So we have some partnerships with some other podcasts and some other uh, creators that I've, I've met both in state and out of state who would send me their content, whether that was comedy uh, related or uh, like I said, our podcasts. And we'd put that up on the channel um, to try to make it a, like a buffet, if you will. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it's, but it is uh, my production company that, you know, like I self-published this book through and uh, will continue like producing uh, content with as well. The the story is basically in a nutshell is that it's one character, Rodney, who future self comes back to meet the young Rodney. And it has in some ways a back to the future feel to it, but not exactly. What was your kind of inspiration behind putting this all together? Sure. So years ago when I was working on it just as a short film script, I, I, I tend to always and I tend to always write content that is a minimal amount of characters, minimal location and lots of dialogue. And I think at this time I was getting really inspired by more sci-fi like Rick and Morty and uh, even as of recently, uh, I've loved the show Orville with Seth MacFarlane, but I, I, I started getting more inspired by sci-fi and, and I hadn't writ written as much sci-fi myself, and, but I've always loved time travel. You, you know, you mentioned Back to the Future. It's one of my top, top three, top five movies of all time. And I always wondered what I would do if like I was given the opportunity to, to write time travel in some way. And so then that's where I started just playing with the idea if like if my future self just showed up and like how crazy that would sound and like it, it just the absurdity of it. And then because my writing was typically on the, you know, more realistic side, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to not, you know, censor myself and just go in the weirdest directions I can go and see what will happen with this story. And then, 
when I started sharing it with others, more people tend to like how weird and random it got. In a way, the whole story is kind of like a butterfly effect where one event happens that kind of ripples through everything and makes the future endangered. Was that intentional on your part? Yeah, uh, and and I didn't even think of it at the time as like the butterfly effect per se, but yeah, I, I always loved, you know, we, we see in some media like Rube Goldberg type situations where, you know, this thing knocks over this thing and carries over to this and causes that. And so during when I was writing the story, I just thought like, what if like the most minute, tiny, seemingly unnoticeable little thing could just cause a chain reaction to like the worst thing possible? You know, how could something that like, people do every day and don't even notice or just move on with their day how that that could just just keep escalating to the worst consequences like just the most (laughs) absurd area possible like how could I blow this up and so that's where it, it just caused this chain reaction and I found that idea so funny but also I was like you know that stuff like that could happen where it's like well that led to that led to that led to that and it just before you knew it you know, you're at the end of the dominoes, like, oh, how did we get here? Well, a lot of times in our lives, that's how things happen. Events just don't happen in our lives. The littlest of things will eventually a lot of times add up to big things in our lives. And your future self comes back to to change just one teeny tiny event. And the future is kind of interesting because there's one point where young Rodney is surprised he has a husband in the future. And then the future, Rodney says, in the future, most of the cool people, we get over with the whole labeling thing, who we're going to love, you got to get life is short, doesn't matter what's in between. How did that sort of philosophy comes out? Because that's kind of, it's not necessarily liberal conservative or whatever. It's just kind of like a, hmm, that just makes so much sense. Well, I think, uh, and, and this is something that, like, some of these lines, you know, kind of came out uh, in later drafts as as I got older. And started thinking, you know, about life a little bit differently over time, because I believe when we're all raised, you know, in certain ways, we're kind of told like what's normal, what's not. And then once you get older and you start like looking inward on things and, you know, I'm someone that like I'm, I'm a big advocate. I've been in therapy for a handful of years and. I do a lot of looking inward and, and, and just thinking about things differently and kind of challenging, you know, what we're told is normal and so forth. And I, I just like the idea of, you know, and, and a lot of this I would like put onto myself is like, what if like a future self came up and said this? And what if a future self came up and said like, like oh, you have a husband and my whole life I've found myself dating or, or married to like women And so the idea that I was like, you know what, like, I guess maybe someday in my 40s or my 50s, 60s, whoever, who knows, maybe someday a man will sweep me off my feet. Maybe I shouldn't be close to certain kinds of life choices, uh, whether that be, you know, who you date or, you know, what kind of job you have or like it could be what you believe in or. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It it, it It could be many different topics. And it just made me start thinking about how, well, if I'm happy and not hurting anyone, what does it really matter? 
You well, know, and that's, and, and that's one of the Wiccan's mantra. Do what you want in life without, um, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, who cares? Yeah. And so, and, and, and that's the, and I think that's why I started playing with the idea of just different things that your future self could tell you, because if it, if it is like, you know, if we are playing in, re, in the reality of time travel existing and a future version of your show uh, self walks up to you, they can tell you things with authority. You know, it's not us discussing, oh, what can the future be like? But it's someone telling you, no, this is this is what is going to happen. And then if I heard that information at present day, how would I take that? And the book doesn't come off as, as preachy or like you're getting on a, on a soapbox. It's actually very fun. And some of the butterfly effect, these little coincidences are actually very creative how these little things build in and this happens and then that happens. But I want to pause for a second and tell me a little bit about the artist, uh, JC, and how you came across the person. Sure. Yeah. Jordan JC. I was looking into various, there's, there's a large number of like Facebook comic groups, whether it's artists, artists and writers, people looking for a collaboration and I'd kind of put the word out that I had a script for a one-off sci-fi piece that I was looking for an artist and got various submissions from artists uh, all around the world. Uh, Jordan JC is actually based in uh, Brazil. Okay. Uh, um, and yeah, I, I heard from, you know, people in Europe, people in, you know, kind of the more Southern America area, uh, just all over the place. And Jordan's artwork I thought was, could fit this goofier style but also you know we were able to negotiate a a rate that made sense for you know both the budget constraints i was working with and also like what would be appropriate to him because he was also an artist i think something that i didn't realize until i started getting into like the process of comic book making is I think a lot of people don't realize that like the big, the, the big two, like Marvel, DC, and probably now Image or, and maybe even Dark Horse, a lot of the big companies, when they have artists, they have like maybe a letterer, an inker, a colorist. They have it broken down and to potentially two to four different people. But I was trying to find someone who could handle the like, whole thing. All, yeah, the whole thing. You know, I was like, I want, I want to be able to have one you know, complete style. It may take a little bit longer, but uh, I think I, I didn't want to be dealing with juggling with too many different artists, too many different visions and things get bogged down. So he was able to, you know, guarantee that he could do all aspects of it. And so that's where we kind of just came together. And for the most part, you know, it was pretty smooth. He'd send me a page and, you know, I'd look it over and maybe uh, suggest some minor adjustments but for the most part you know there'd be times where he would send it and I'm like all right this is great you know mark that one down we'll get to the next page do you have a sequel plan for this episode or is this going to be just a standalone I I've I've thought about it uh I I won't spoil the ending but I've thought about writing with this character in this situation again but I think I've more so because I, I do have series ideas um, and, and I have another series I'm, I'm actually currently working on. I can talk more about after. But one piece of work I've, I've been fascinated with over the years is like I love the original Twilight Zone. 
And I, I loved how Rod Sterling would be able to have stories like this where it, it just would take place in one episode, whether it was like 20, 30 minutes, and then it was done. And, and like you bring you into this world, make you think about things in a totally different way, whether it was in a horror or like a science fiction sense. And then next week would be something totally different. And so I think when it comes to this piece or like me trying to write more sci-fi, I think I'd rather like to push myself to come up with something different and, and, and maybe assemble sort of an anthology of like sci-fi one-offs like this instead of trying to prolong the same story over and over again. Cause I think that could kind of get too repetitive if some big studio wants to pay me, I'm sure I could come up with something. But <laughs> yeah, I think for the most part, I think a, a, an anthology of sci-fi one-offs seems more creative, fulfilling, and could be more unique instead of just prolonging this story once you kind of go from start to finish and see where it goes. How has the fans and community and reviewers taken this comic book? What's the reception been like? Well, generally, uh, from from those I've, I've been able to reach and have read it, have, have enjoyed it. I think that the biggest thing and is uh, I think this is a challenge that kind of comes with all art is uh, the marketing and the advertising aspect of it is getting it out to more than just people, you know, and, and that is, you know, admittedly difficult uh my production company is is a, a small business it's it's not uh, a big massive corporation like a marvel or a dc that have characters that have been around for decades that i can just send to a marketing department and be like all right go advertise this book you know it's a lot of looking for groups and posting on social media trying to spread the word see if other people i know can spread the word so like those who read it have enjoyed it from for the most part uh it's just about continuing to try to get the word out and i think when i keep releasing other you know some of my other books that'll hopefully have like a trickle effect through all of them too is uh you know if someone finds this book maybe they'll be interested in my other book do you have anything planned in the very near future or are you looking farther off? Hopefully by the, by the end of 2022 uh, 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 or this fall. So the other series I was working on is called uh, Gold Slingers. Uh, it's actually a Western adventure uh, kind of monster story. Um, okay. It's kind of okay. got a similar tone to Indiana Jones, Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe a little bit of Tremors. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a Western story that is going to be a six-part uh, story that will assemble into like one bigger graphic novel. Part one, uh, the artwork is actually done. Uh, we're just trying to get it kind of all finalized with uh, the cover and the back cover and get it all packaged together to release part one, hopefully sooner than later. But yeah, it's it, that, that one I'm really looking forward to. That's with a, a different artist. Her name is uh, Gio and she's actually uh, from Italy. So again, like artists from all over the world. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really fun story. Uh, I, it's definitely had, when I released some of the kind of teaser images and people have read the script, everyone's been pretty excited. And so that one I'm really looking forward to. 
before we part off, I would love to have you get on the podcast, but you get the final words. Anything you'd like to say before you wrap things up? I think just if anyone out there, obviously comic book fans, I'm sure listen to this, you know, if you have a local comic book shop, check out almost every comic shop has an independent comic section. I'd say check that out. You'd be surprised what kind of independent uh, stuff is being self-published or made uh, in your local area. Um, Cause that's where people like myself will try to sell in comic book stores. We try to, they, they usually have independent artist sections. And so I, I, I try to let people know it's like, don't just go to the Marvel DC, you know, <laughs> go check out the independent area because you could be supporting someone or who knows, you know, you could find someone's art or story that eventually, you know, someday could be adapted or grow into something bigger. So I'd say check that out because it's it's very interesting to see what people are doing uh, who don't have a corporation behind them, who don't have editors. Um, and the other and resources needed to put out, you know, mainstream comic books. Exactly. You know, I, one thing I've enjoyed whenever I check out those sections of, of local shops is people will size the book differently. They'll use different kinds of paper. They'll uh, have a very unique art style. I think Americans, for the most part, we, we, we think of comic books, we think of the typical superhero Marvel DC, but I, I, I also would like to tell people, it's like, you know, it's not all just superheroes. It could be different genres. It could be horror. It could be police procedural. It can be so many different things. Uh, and so that's why I enjoy checking out whether it's like image comics or just the independent section, because it could be so many different things uh, and not what you're expecting. Again, the comic is tripping through time. It's a sci-fi standalone comic. How to get it will be in the show notes. Brandon Prosek, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a great treasure having you on. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you stick around for future episodes. If you like this podcast, please spread the word. Recommend it to comic fans. With this episode, I've added a link tree to the show notes, allowing you easy access to the comic fan podcast platforms and social media accounts. Please follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I want the podcast to grow and introduce fans to a different way of covering comic books. Again, thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Thank you.